With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. Jerry's over there. Let's get going. This is short stuff about shortages of coins shortly now. Hey, can you spare some change? Uh, no. Why not? Um, what was it? I can't remember who said I think that. the line is, haven't you heard? There's a coin shortage. Oh, okay. Let's try this again. <clears throat> hey, mister, can you spare some change? No. Why not? Haven't you heard? There's a what line? Coin shortage. There's a coin shortage. <laughs> and that summarizes our TV show success quite nicely. End scene. <laughs> and scene. So we're, there really is a coin shortage. Our dramatization was a real one, uh, or based on real life, a true story. In the United States, um, our listeners in Australia and New Zealand and UK and Germany, who knew, you know? Um, yeah, did we hear from a German? Is that what happened? Yeah, uh, they said, yes, we're listening to you in Germany. Okay. And they said cryptically, and watching. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what some of you guys who aren't in America might not realize is that if you went into a store, the stores that are open right now during the pandemic here in the United States, you might find a sign that says, please pay with exact change or use a credit card because we ain't got no change for you. Uh, if you need it. And it's actually kind of becoming a bit of a problem and a conspiracy theory over here. Yeah, so there are coins out there. Mm -hmm. Um, The U.S. Treasury says that there were almost $48 billion worth of coins in circulation in April of this year, which is about $400 more than last year. Mm -hmm. But the deal is, is those those coins aren't moving. They got no movement going on like they usually do for a few reasons. Uh, obviously, when businesses closing and banks sort of closing and reducing their hours yeah. and things like arcades and laundromats and public transit where you use a lot of coins and convenience stores, when all that stuff closes up, it's going to put a serious dent in the, the coin flow. It is because, I mean, all of these these businesses that are especially coin heavy um, – they they act as kind of like part of the circulatory system that moves coins through the economy. And if they're not closed, meaning they're not accepting coins, you can't let the coins pass through them. So instead, they go back home to people's houses, which is where a lot of them are right now. Um, also simultaneous to that, Chuck, the U.S. Mint was like, well, we don't want to put our people at risk. So we're actually going to yeah. slow production and furlough a bunch of people because we don't want them on the job giving COVID to one another, which is kind of yeah. sensible. And then beyond that, even if you do have a business, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, they want like contactless. They don't want cash passing back and forth. They'll maybe shove a credit card reader in your face from a, a pole that it's attached to. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, stick your credit card in that. Um, not doing a lot of cash or ex- asking uh, for exact change. And again, that just means there are coins out there. They're just not flowing through the economy like they normally do. Right. So for all these reasons, 
the, there is an actual a coin shortage, not a coin shortage in that they don't exist, but a coin shortage in that they're not flowing through like they're supposed to, like you were saying, which, I mean, if you were um, a, a thinking person, you might by this time have thought, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But it does for a lot of reasons. And up first is that um, there are a lot of stores, t- kinds of stores, like you said, um, transit public transit, uh, you know, the public transit store <laughs> where you go to buy public <laughs> transits and coins. Um, and then uh, laundromats. There yeah. are certain kinds of businesses that heavily rely on the free and open flow of coinage um, for their businesses to function. And if you go into one of those businesses and they say, you need to pay with exact change, is that okay? Some of their customers are going to be like, no, that's not okay. I, want, I don't have exact change and I want my change back. Some of those stores have tried to get creative and have said, how about, rather than us give you change back, we donate it on your behalf to a charity. Like you kind of round up your bill to have some of that donated. That makes sense. But if you're kind of going through hard times, which a lot of us are, you want that change back. So then some stores have said, okay, all right. We don't actually have physical coins here to give you change, but we can give you a store gift card with that amount on it. How about that? And some customers have said, that's fine, whatever. But I can't imagine how much of a dent in a store's efficiency stopping and adding like 38 cents to a gift card for every third customer who wants to pay with cash is yeah. doing to, to the stores in the United States that are by the way, are already struggling because they have opened up in this pandemic um, simply because they need to to keep the lights on. Yeah, or some stores are saying, how about in lieu of the 37 cents, I compose a poem in which I <laughs> integrate the words 37 cents. Right. And I will sing it to you. Right. Or maybe <laughs> that takes a lot of time. Maybe our head cashier, Bucky, will give you 38 cents worth of pot from his stash. <laughs> I wonder what 38 cents worth of pot looks like. <laughs> I don't know. Probably that's a lot, right? Sure. From everything I've read. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yes. All right. We'll be right back with more coin shortage. Well, now when you're on the road, driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has absolutely everything you could possibly need to build whatever website you're trying to. You can host video content and organize your entire video library, plus showcase it on beautiful video pages. You can use analytics to grow your business and learn where your site visits and sales are coming from. What else, Chuck? 
Well, buddy, if you got merch, then you can sell it on Squarespace. You can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Yeah, and if your business is appointment-based, you can accept appointments on your Squarespace website. You can offer online or in-person private sessions, workshops, and group classes. And Squarespace provides everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, and send automatic reminders, all in a beautiful showcased site. So just go to squarespace.com slash stuff and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. So we got a coin shortage. It ain't flowing. The National Grocers Association and some other uh, retail trade groups sent a letter to uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed Reserve Chair, and uh, Steve – how do you pronounce that? Harvey? Nunchen? Nukin? Oh, yeah. Nuchen? talking about Mnuchin? somebody else. Mnuchin. The Mnuch? <laughs> no, that's the, the Mooch. Scaramucci oh, okay. that you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's the Treasury Secretary, and they sent a letter in June saying, hey, you're rationing these coin shipments to the banks, and that's really threatening our business because yeah. it's, you know, we come from a place of privilege to be able to sit around and joke about this because I'm like, oh, I just put everything on my Amex because I get Sky Miles that are now useless. <laughs> but here's the deal. If you have a household income below $25,000, you are paying for cash uh, – you're paying for 43 percent of your transactions in cash. Right. This is why finally we reach why it really actually matters because there's a significant number of Americans out there who depend on having cash handy because right. the banks have said, we don't think you're worthy of having a bank account. And the credit card companies have said, we're not going to extend you any credit. So all you've got is cash. That's your only option. And so if you aren't, if the store's trying to give you some some business or run around about don donating your 38 cents to charity, no, you probably want that 38 cents back. And not having that 38 cents in circulation is a big problem for a large number of people. Yeah, here's a couple of other stats that may be surprising if you always just throw down your credit card. Uh, 45 to 60% of sales at all grocery stores and convenience stores are cash. Mm -hmm. And uh, for $10 or less, about half of all transactions, period, in the U.S. are paid in cash if they're $10 or less. Yes. And also, I mean, there's a plenty of, like, gas stations and convenience stores out there that have a, a longstanding policy that, you know, nothing under $5 or $3 or whatever can be put on a card because those credit card right. fees can, can really add up for a store like sure. that. Um, so now they, they have no choice. If they don't have change to give out, they have to take that credit card payment. So that's denning their bottom line, too, the, the little um, small business owners as well. It's just a, a huge cluster that needs to be fixed, Chuck. Yeah, and the fix sort of – there isn't a real fix right now because everything that's going on, you can't just put some artificial uh, – you can't just like flood the market with coins because the problem is they're not flowing anyway. It's not that they aren't there. So the real solution is just eventually it, things will slowly return to normal as far as coin circulation goes, just like everything else returning to normal. Mm -hmm. um, but they are ramping up production of coins because they, I guess, heard the the letter and they don't want to shortchange the banks at least. And I think the usual is a billion coins a month. 
They're now producing 1.2 billion coins a month, at least in June, and then 1.35 billion a month for the rest of the year. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's a substantial increase for sure. Yeah. Um, because Yeah, we're talking about 350 million additional coins a month for the rest of 2020. That's a huge uptick. So they're definitely responding. But it seems like what everybody's saying is, uh, hey, you, with the coin jar in your cupboard, like, you're you're the problem. Like, go take your coin jar to the coin star. I think they, um, the Fed actually specifically named coin star as a place where you should take your coins and trade them in for a gift card or some cash or something like that. Or if you don't want to pay whatever fee Coinstar um, charges, you can actually go into the bank, take your coins. They will be happy to see you for the first time in their entire banking history, showing up with a jar full of coins, being like, can I have this in exchange for some bills? Um, That will help get it back into circulation as well. Or you could just start spending them, like pay in coins um, out of your, your coin jar that you have at home. Reintroduce it into the economy, in fact, is another way to put it. Yeah, I can't remember when we talked about this, but uh, we talked about coins before and taking them to the bank and the fact that Emily and I, when we were first together and just broke, as you could imagine, would go on change dates because mm-hmm. we would go to that Coinstar machine and dump them in there. And I think that's when you said that you didn't do Coinstar because of the fee, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> Yeah, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, well, I You're like, a, still don't pay the fee. Still the same. <laughs> it's it'll be etched on my tombstone. Yep, he wouldn't pay the fee. <laughs> um, so you can do something by spending coins. That's a big one. Um, and there's actually a hashtag that this coin task force that got put together came up with called "Get Coin Moving." <laughs> Not even coins. Get coin moving. Brick yeah, love it's, lamp. It's pretty. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, And here's a little tidbit for you to chew on while you're going through your coin jar, um, trying to figure out what you're going to buy first with it. A coin in the United States remains in circulation for up to 30 years. So all those coins they're pumping full of uh, the economy with, they're going to be around for a while. Whereas the paper bills that we have usually only last about a year and a half. Wow. That's it for short stuff, Chuck, don't you think? I think so. Well, then Short Stuff says, everybody, giddy up. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.